Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. This is going to be huge. Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined by Dalton Trigg, the writer at Mavs Moneyball. Formerly, we were teammates at Mavs Fanatic that is now a Dallas Sports Fanatic. We talked to him before already about the Dirk preview. If you guys have listened to a couple of these already, you know that we just go through the uh, the biggest question for this player, the worst case scenario, and the best case scenario for this player, and these are all attached to the Mavs Moneyball previews, so go check out those, go read those, it'll be more in-depth than this piece, but we wanted to uh, just talk about them and get get Dalton on the podcast to talk about um, what he's seeing for Seth Curry this year. So, Dalton, big question for Seth Curry this year is what? I think it, you know, he, he just turned 27 this summer, and I think the biggest question for him is going to be his consistency and his growth. Uh, you know, once a player, he's technically in his prime, but he's at that point where you'd think a player is what he is at this point. You know, can he continue to grow? Uh, can he continue to show that level of consistency that he did at the end of last season when he was put in as a starter? And, you know, he was just going crazy there for a couple of games before he had a shoulder yeah. injury. That, that that's the biggest question for me. Can he keep up uh, that consistency that he played with last year? Because I mean, he was sixth in the league in uh, overall. I think it was three point percentage. Yeah, he was sixth in yeah. the league in three percentage last year. Uh, you know, small sample size because he wasn't a starter until you know the last bit of the season. But uh, that's what I'm going to look for. Yeah, those are going to be big things. And I think Seth Curry is one of those players on this team that has a lot of really big questions. I mean, there's there's some players on this on this team you're looking at like Dennis Smith Jr. You're saying how good can he be? That's kind of, you know, it's kind of like the one big question, but for Seth Curry, I mean, he's got a change in role now. And he was supposed to be coming off the bench last year, but then we had so many injuries that he ended up starting a bunch of games. You know, he was a primary scorer for a while. He had that month, it was March or February, where he was scoring 20 points a game. I mean, he was playing better than his brother, which is just insane to think about. Um, my question for him is, can he be a sixth man? And then my other question is, what is he going to be offered in 2018? Because that's a huge thing. I mean, he's he and Nerlens Noel, their, their contracts were going to end. Wes Matthews, we're going to talk about all year long. It's going, it's just going to be those things that come up over and over again because what he makes next year is going to determine whether he's still on this team or not, and do we want him to still be on this team or not? And it depends on the dollar amount. Right, and like I mentioned before, at his age you know, you pretty much know what he's going to be. And I think probably the best case uh, to look at on the Mavs right now as an example of that is Dwight Powell. You know, he he pretty much is what he is at this point. Uh, the thing that interests me about Seth Curry, I mean, he's still a baby in regards to, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know, I guess, it, I, I don't know, I should have probably said rookie there, but yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. just, he's still getting his feet wet. I mean, 
last year was his own his full real season in the NBA, and he had, he got a legit shot at. I mean, maybe he can adapt and uh, still grow, and I don't know. Hopefully, be one of those twenty point per game scores for the Mavs. I think he I, I could see him turning into a really really good six man. You know, like Jason Terry was for the Mavs. Yeah, like if if you we were using baseball rules for rookies, like for qualifying, like for, in baseball you have to have a certain number of games played, certain number of at bats, and so in in basketball if we did that, Seth Curry only played fifty games, like not even fifty games before last season. So like in the NBA, and that was scattered throughout a couple years of him, you know, being on different teams. He was on the Warriors, I think. He was on he was on the Kings, obviously. You know, he was just bouncing around here and there. But uh, then he finally just got this this spot, and then last year, last year I think our biggest question for him would be, would have been uh, like, where is he going to find minutes? Because we had all these guards, and then all of a sudden he just finds all the minutes he wants, and so now he's been through a full NBA season. He has a role on this team. He's going to be the sixth man, and then now we're just going to see how he's going to react to that. Right, and even when he was playing games with Sacramento, you know, it it was really just uh, I don't want to say practice, but I mean they really. <laughs> They, yeah. they weren't playing for anything, and there was a point last year before they, the Mavs were mathematically eliminated. They were playing playing meaningful basketball. Yeah, I mean he was he was performing like a star some games when there was a lot on the line. You know, every win, every loss, were, you know, was critical to their chances getting into the playoffs. And uh, he proved that he can play with that pressure on his shoulders. Yeah, I remember an article I wrote for Mavs fanatic, the former Mavs fanatic, formerly known as that. That uh, like don't look now, but the Mavericks can still make the playoffs because it was still a possibility. I think this was in like February or something like that, and uh, everyone was just very upset about that article and said that you know they definitely wanted them to tank and things like that. And then you know guys like Seth Curry were just playing really really well and were keeping the Mavs afloat somehow. Um, what do you think about Seth Curry being in that sixth man role? He seems like a guy. I mean, I'm not sure whether you think of him as a point guard or or a two guard. He's one of these combo guards. But what do you think of him as that in that sixth man role? I think that's probably the perfect spot for him. I, he's more than capable of being a starter. I I view him more of a, a two guard. Uh, he's definitely capable of playing the point guard position, but I, I view him more of a two guard. He, he's an undersized two. Uh, but, I mean, I think that's probably his best position. Now, six man, I, I don't know. I, I think there's some people that are – wanting West to come off the bench and start Seth. And, you know, there's a lot of people. We, we just did a roundtable uh, about a week ago or so saying that people need to stop hating on West. And seriously, y'all, y'all need to quit that because he's great. But uh, I, I think I think six-man will be a good spot for him. He, he's not going to have all the pressure of being a starter, but he can come off the bench. He's still going to get starter minutes. I think he's going to get starter minutes whether he's coming off the bench or, or starting. So, uh, it's going to be a good spot for him. He's going to he's going to play well either way, in my opinion. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one get one free on our best selling LED light bulbs. Our four pack of LED bulbs is nine ninety nine, and our two pack of LED floodlights is only twelve ninety nine. Buy one get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Yeah, that six-man, it just it does seem really, really good for him. He's one of these players that is in the mold of like a C.J. McCollum or even, you know, more so like a James Harden, 
that is a guy that can play both spots, you know, has some playmaking ability, but obviously their main thing is scoring the basketball. We've just seen this, you know, over and over with these guys. What do you think about his fit with Dennis Smith Jr.? A lot of people that are like you like you alluded to that are saying that, you know, Seth should start with Dennis Smith Jr. How do you think they're going to play together or do you think they're going to play together a lot this season? Well, I think Dennis Smith Jr.'s ability to be aggressive and, you know, get to the rim whenever he wants to, it's going to benefit everybody, but especially a guy like Curry. You know, his his main Curry can drive to the rim too if he wants to, but I mean, his yeah. very his efficient best, last year. Yeah. But I mean, his his best uh, ability, in my opinion, is shooting the three. Because I mean, it's it's just in their genes, the the Curry <laughs> family, to yeah be yeah. able to do that. So, Except I mean, for Eddie, good. Eddie Eddie didn't get those genes. Oh uh, uh, well, I, is he actually related to them? <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we we won't include Eddie Curry in that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I I think that's gonna help him out a bunch if he plays a lot of minutes with Dennis Smith Jr. Because I can just see it now, Dennis uh, going to the to the rim with authority, sucks everybody in, and then you know kicking it out to Seth wide open and swishing it through. I mean, I, I'm just it, it amazes me what the possibilities can be. I'm ready to see it. I mean, he he, he showed us some uh, Dennis showed us some flashes in summer league, and obviously that was with a lot lesser talent. I'm I'm ready to see how he can do in. Uh, having real NBA minutes. Yeah, this this offseason has seemed to drag on because we've just been, you know, there's something at least to be excited about. I mean, last season it felt like the offseason was as long as it should have been because there wasn't, you know, a ton to look forward to. And you had the Harrison Barnes thing happen. Uh, then, there was, then there was some to look forward to, but then you're just like, uh, you know, this team's probably not going to make the playoffs. And a lot of people did think that. And I think you were one of them that, that thought that this team was going to be, be really good and make the playoffs. But for Seth Curry next year, what do you think is his best case scenario? Best case scenario for Seth, uh, I, I think he if he plays well enough to where, like I said, there's there's already some fans out there that think he should be starting instead of Wes, but I think if Seth plays so well to where a lot more people are, you know, raising their eyebrows and starting, I guess, to pressure Carlisle on that part, I, I think that would be a best case scenario. He's playing so well that people are like okay there's no way you couldn't be starting him yeah uh but i mean also i, I think if he's in that uh six man of the year uh, if, if he's in the running for that six man of the year then you know he doesn't have to be starting i, I think that's the best case scenario for seth yeah yeah i think that that's a good spot and that that six man is uh definitely something to shoot for for him. There's something that I lined out in my um my I did a bunch of Kobe challenges for all the Mavericks and uh Seth Curry was really really close to getting um the f- getting entrance into the 50 40 90 club last year. That's the club where you have to shoot 50% from the floor, 40% from 3 and 90% from the um, the free throw line. And there's only a couple players that have ever done that. Dirk has done it once. Steve Nash has done it four times. Reggie Miller, Mark Price, Larry Bird's done it twice. Um, Durant and Curry have also set, uh, Steph Curry has done it. And, uh, Dirk missed it twice just by less than 1% in, uh, in two different seasons. So he was basically there in three seasons. It's just insane. His numbers and shooting. Um, but Seth last year shot 48.1% from the field, 42.5% from three and 85% from the free throw line. So his percentages are just about there. And then there's some qualifiers as far as volume 
when you're looking at how many you know attempts that they have. Um, you have to make eight. You have to make 300 field goals, which Seth made 338 last year. You have to make 82 threes, and Seth demolished that and shot 137 threes. Then you have to make 125 free throws, which these numbers kind of seem a little arbitrary to me, but that's that's the you know the entrance fee or whatever. And uh, Seth only made 85 free throws. So if he gets to the line more. Uh, and then brings that percentage up. He could be making this, you know, 50, 40, 90 club. And there is some elite company in that group. Yeah, I think it's possible for him for sure. You know, to start out last year, he, he really wasn't getting that many minutes. I don't think they, I don't think they fully knew what he was capable of at that point. But, you know, after what he showed us towards the end of last season, uh, he's going to get those minutes. I, I mentioned it earlier. He's going to get close to starter minutes, whether he's coming off the bench or if he does eventually get a starting spot. So I think he'll definitely meet those those qualifiers, and that'd be awesome if he if he was to join that club. Because um, like you said, it, it's some pretty elite company. Yeah, I think all of those guys are all-stars. <laughs> I mean, Mark Price, Reggie Miller, Dirk, <laughs> Steve Nash. What is the worst-case scenario for Seth? And we did the same thing with Dirk in that uh, we're going to take injuries out of this. So you know, let's say, you know, Seth Curry has not shown that he has, you know, significant injury issues, but let's just say that it's not a, you know, end of season injury or anything like that. What is the worst case scenario? Say Seth plays, you know, 75 to 82 games. Right. And as with Dirk's player preview, uh, I know this isn't supposed to be about injury, but I did add that in there, you know, cause he, he had, he had a, a shoulder issue towards yeah. the end of yep. last season. So, uh, we won't put that in here, but that is a little bit of a concern if we want to talk about worst-case scenarios and injuries. But uh, I think the worst-case scenario for Seth is if he comes out and uh, you know he he gets a lot more minutes. Uh, you know, overall, not just on a game. Per, you know, last year he wasn't a starter until the end of the year. Well, he's going to be getting consistent yeah. minutes all season this year. So if his numbers drop, his efficiency numbers drop, he's not able to keep up uh, that consistency he had last year and, you know, kind of gets lost in the right. You know, I could see if he struggles two or three games and then Carlisle's like, oh, okay, well, we'll we'll use Devin Harris as our backup shooting guard. And, uh, you know, Seth just kind of gets lost at the end of the bench. That would be a worst-case scenario. I don't see that happening, but, I mean, that would just be a nightmare. Yeah, to me, it's some combination of Seth doesn't like the the position that he's in. I mean, he is is in a an intense you know contract year because this is his one chance probably to make a big contract in the league. And so, if he doesn't like the fact that he's either coming off the bench or maybe he starts off and doesn't get the minutes that you're thinking, maybe he you know Dennis Smith Jr. plays so well and Wes Matthews is so much better that those guys are playing thirty thirty five minutes a night, and all of a sudden his minutes dwindle. Um, and we'll see Wes at the three probably a lot this season. So I, I'm not sure that we're going to have this issue. But just hypothetically, you know, he doesn't get as many minutes as he wants. He's not being able to be showcased as much as he, you know, would, would like because of the contract here that he's in. And then he doesn't show the effort. Uh, Carlisle's going to play you if you're going to show effort. We saw that, with, you know, with Justin Anderson. We've seen that with Dorian Finney-Smith all season last year in that, that you know, quote-unquote battle that they had where Dorian Finney-Smith won out because of, you know, the effort and the um, – you know, the plays that, that he made on defense. If you're, as long as Seth is, is, you know, trying on defense and playing the defense that he did last year, I think he's still going to get those minutes. But if he doesn't, I think that's worst case scenario because then Carlisle will start, you know, 
benching him and not using him as much because Carlisle in a lot of his pressers was very complimentary of, of Seth Curry's defense. I mean, all the time we are hearing about, you know, he's an underrated defender. He's an underrated defender. You know, we don't look at him as a defender, but uh, you know, this guy can play good defense. Well, and I mean, you got to look at who he's, who he's getting tutored by too. I mean, Wesley Matthews, he, he's one of the better defenders in the league. I know people get upset when, uh, he misses a three badly and you know he's his number his efficiency isn't where they would like it to be but I mean he, he's one of the better defenders in the league and I'm sure he's picking up a little bit from Wes I think that after this year depending on what happens with Seth Curry's uh, contract negotiations and if he stays with Mavs long term depending on what Wes is going to want after a uh, his contract is over. I think if, if Wes is still going to want in that 10 million per year range after this is up, they'll probably look to trade him uh, next season, not this season. But if not, I could see a situation where Wes comes back on a team friendly deal. Uh, Seth becomes the full-time starter at shooting guard. And then Wes stays on the team long-term and is a mentor mentor to all the, the younger guys that are coming in. Yeah, uh, Wes has a player option next year for, I think, either 17 or $18 million. So that's going to be the big question with him. But we'll talk about that when we get to his player preview. But, yeah, yeah I mean, the, the you know question for Curry is, what is his contract going to look like? Is he going to be on the team next year? Dalton, thanks so much for joining us on this Locked on Mavericks uh, player preview. If you haven't, go check out Mavs Moneyball and uh, go see the player previews we got going on there. Thanks so much for joining us. All right, Nick, I'm going to go play this new NBA 2K18. (laughs) All right, go stick your face into it. (laughs) All right, bye.